0: Are you tired of your feelings being hurt? Are you tired of other people's feelings being hurt? Are you tired of hurt feelings getting, being hurted? Feelings need protection. That's why here at the Feeling Protection Firm, we set out to protect all feelings of all people, all the time. Here at FPF, or (laughs) we protect feelings before they need protecting, as they're in need of protection, and even after protecting. (laughs) That's a lot of feelings. Ultimate feeling protection, on demand feeling protection. Just call 1 800. (laughs) That's 1 800. Or visit us online at www dot dot com. That's www dot dot com. So okay. Hello, I am Doctor. <laughs> of the fool me once shaman university sacred blessed healing center here to inform you that hospitals nationwide have already begun implementing the procedures so that no new life forms will face any type of discrimination or hurt feelings from the time of manifesting physically into existence. No longer would they be forced to identify as gender or race, length, weight. Shaman will be present in the delivery room to sense the vibes and they will allow channeling of the soul identification if it even won't be identified. This new life form shall know no tether to any type of parental connection or even being on this earth this vessel will venture to a dwelling of anonymity or a whisker basket downstream in god's hands Ha! (laughs) just kidding we do not believe in god we do not believe in hands both are possible for hurting feelings and (laughs) is ensuring that all feelings are protected from the very first physical manifestations of existence. Should we talk about the elephant in the room, which I just realized is only going to be in my room, and there's only me able to know about that until I've said it? Shit. Unless anybody else just happens to have an elephant in their room because they were feeling awkward about what we talked about last week. Which is okay. I feel a little bit awkward as well. I thought about maybe not saying it, or maybe saying something different about it this week. I said fuck it and I went ahead and I solved the entire gender problem. There's dick havers and whole people. Choose what you wanna be and shut the fuck up because no one cares, no one. Now you're just a shitty person. You're not courageous, you're not brave, You're just someone that betrayed your nature and refused to adapt, that was so obsessed with your physical self, even though you supposedly valued your internal non- Take away your name and what you do and tell me who you are. Better yet, show me. Not the things that you like or feel or think. Show me what you are. Or better yet, even just exist. Don't even worry about me because I'm not worried about you. Find a way to just let the energy that inhabits you be just that, exactly as it is. I've thought about identity probably since the John Cusack movie by that name, or when my sister told me that we spend the first half of our lives creating an identity and the second half deconstructing that identity. And I guess I wanted to get a head start, or just in considering that, I started becoming aware of what I perceived my identity to be, and the idea of identity just as an objective idea on its own, and how in my environment and my experiences, all the different influences that could have an effect on my identity, that do have an effect on my identity, whether I want them to or not, and I'm constantly reassessing that, and this year particularly, I've just, I've really tried to just burn all of it. I'm trying to burn through all these ideas and expressions that took me years to build, and that I may have thought and told other people about myself for years. I'm trying to just burn through all of it, get rid of all of it, and see What person is there after I do that? Most people don't even think about, let alone try to do that. Most people spend many years building an identity and then just accepting that as who they are. And I don't want to do that. I want to just keep going. I want to keep exploring and becoming more aware and understanding Of who I inherently believe I have always been. Who I always come back to being and how I always end up behaving after I have done everything that I have done. After everything that I have thought and experienced and tried to alter about myself. How I naturally just am. Every piece of you has a price. And I don't just mean kidneys in a cooler. I mean every little part of your personality you paid for with some part of your soul or some part of your behavior or your identity. There's a price on every piece of you. And some people put that price, put that identity on something like their dick and they give it a name. I thought that was a stupid thing. I've always thought that was a stupid thing when people are naming their private parts So out of spite, I've gone ahead and I've named my dick John Bon Jovi because it's my life. Fuck it though man, we gotta extend this shit even further, not just with life, but with death. Let's not identify bodies anymore. That hurts people's feelings. And if we don't do that anymore, then there's no more deaths anymore. And if we carry over that same mentality, Boom! We can get rid of fucking crime, too. Because if we're not identifying criminals, then we're not identifying crimes, and there isn't any criminals or crimes or death. Just life. Non-identified life. (laughs) Shit, man. Even if you're going out to dinner, you better think about where you're going. Otherwise, you're going to get served up some seven-course meal of moral righteousness. Don't eat the chicken sandwich that hates fags, or the places that don't send their thoughts and prayers, or the completely immoral company that just posted BLM on their website, and now everybody thinks they're okay. Now you better make sure that you're supporting all the letters of all the acronyms and arrangements that they want that support all of their causes and social justice movements. Support. Thoughts and prayers and support, or otherwise, we're going to show you how support works when you're not getting it cancel culture. Isn't that narrow, hive-mind, all-or-nothing, categorical thinking the type of shit that they're opposed to, the very thing that was oppressing them? That's not rhetorical. That's a real question I really want to know. I do want to talk about this stuff. I do want to be able to ask questions about it and challenge it to see if this is something I support. I'm never going to just blindly support something. I'm never going to just let somebody cram something down my throat. Even if I do decide to accept something, I still have reservations. I still have doubts a lot of the time behind it. And even with my shit cannons blasting shade I'm still hoping that somebody out there can actually school me on this and challenge me in the way that I'm intending to. I'm even begging somebody, please, to be woke enough to give me the right kind of insight to make me change my mind or feel a little less animosity. Because with this fucking movement and these fucking people, despite how it may seem like I want to just keep shitting on them and whining about them and hating, and I will find plenty of other things to do that with because I am an asshole... I just am not finding any empathy or understanding toward this cause, and I can do that with the best of things, and I can do that with the worst of things. I feel like I have some empathy and understanding towards really horrible stuff like racism, pedophilia, Trump. I get it. I can see some of the thought and the thought patterns and the behaviors involved with it, but this is just not something that I have any fucking understanding of. I've always rooted for the underdog. I've always loved the underdog. I've always felt like the underdog and the outcast and the oddity. There should be some recognition here, some familiarity. I know the algorithms don't account for the absurdity and the insanity. How what we choose isn't always what we want. How we knowingly just choose what's wrong. And the closest I can come is to assume that behavior now is a result of a response to that survival instinct for available resources. And then there's J.K. Rowling, who was practically homeless at one point, just writing on some napkins. And then she created an entire world of magic. Literally. She created fucking magic and just... Gave it to everyone and everybody fucking loved it for years and years. Probably 14 if not a full 20 fucking years of magic from the mind and ability of this woman. I never heard or knew anything about her as a person. I didn't care. I didn't think about her. I just loved the world of magic that she had given us. And recently, I started seeing her name mentioned in a really negative way, with a lot of clickbait bullshit in headlines, and of course, it was about the trans movement. Sure, I could do some research and figure out what was said and why and make my own assessment about what I think might have happened and everything, but I still just, don't really care. I don't give a fuck what kind of a person she is or how she treats people. She could be throwing orphans and old people into helicopter blades for all I care. That's not what I was drawn to. I liked the world of magic that she fucking gave my childhood and teenage years. I still love That world of magic, and I'm not saying that that just excuses anything that she might do, but I know that it's different. I know assholes, and I know ability, and I identify myself with both. And still to this day, one of my favorite things I've ever encountered or learned was the asshole-to-ability ratio. It's an easy idea to understand, and I know that you have been around it. However much of an asshole someone is, they must also possess an equal amount of ability. That doesn't mean if you go act like an asshole, you're going to gain abilities any more than if you do have ability, you have an excuse or a right to be an asshole. The trans movement has plenty of assholery, but I'm not seeing the ability side to equal out that assholery. If somebody was talking shit in the kitchen, they were either just a total piece of shit, or maybe they were trans, or... They were the person that always had their station stocked and backups and were always working on it and staying on top of it so that it always was and were always able to help out other people get stocked up because they were so on top of their station. And they were always on top of every single ticket that came in, both on the call, on firing it, when it needed to be fired, on cooking it to order so that it was with the rest of the table, and order, and getting it up in the window hot and right with any and all modifiers needed. These assholes were the ones that I kept my eye on and emulated and learned incredible ability from. These assholes were the ones that not only taught me how to cook a fucking fish, but why you were cooking the fish that way, the history on cooking the fish that way, the purpose on cooking the fish that way, the chemistry of cooking the fish that way, the fastest and best way to cook the fish that way, any problem that may arise, how you could deal with it, etc. Maybe I'm just an asshole. Maybe I'm just harboring hurt feelings because when I hooked up with that... Trans person on Tinder, it just turned out to be a faggy dude with long hair that didn't even know how to suck dick well. (laughs) I keep thinking that if I finally got to an empathetic point where I understood that I would identify as a person that hates trans people. I need your badge and your gun. Am I fired? No. Were you fired? I don't know if anybody else noticed, cared, thought it was funny that it just so happened that this week that Elliot Page now announced that new identity for himself and how they're going way above and beyond and out of their way to even go back through history and change things so that there isn't dead naming and feelings don't get hurt. I had no intention of addressing that or any more trans stuff with the podcast. It's already taken up more time and everything that I would have wanted it to, but I went on to the Facebook for the podcast, and I see the same person posting the same stuff that led to me getting banned, and there's more of it, just littered. All over the lobster cult page, different trans flags stuff, and I fell down the same rage spiral, and here we are. Banned from the cult yet again, and contemplating starting my own cult, instead I decide to go to Goodwill, which I like to pretend... Goodwill is not just a place, but the example of moral righteousness, that it lives up to its name. So I pretend that the establishment itself, the people that all work there, and anything that you could possibly buy from there is like a sacred relic. So I go to Goodwill, and every time you go to Goodwill, it's one of those places where it's an experience from the moment you get to the parking lot. Already, you've got the type of people, the types of cars, the types of behaviors that you're going to find in the store. It's slightly less civilized, slightly more lower-class kind of people, and you know that you just, you're gonna feel bad. It's like when you go to Walmart, or you have to use an outhouse. And so you go in the store, and immediately you're greeted by... That smell that you've smelled every time you've gone to any Goodwill anywhere. It's the smell of giving up. And the lighting fits it so perfectly because no matter how new or nice a Goodwill I have been, and they all have that same unequal, mismatched lighting where it's just like tired and burnt out. And there are parts of the store that just are not lit. James Earl Jones is looking through the window. Everything the light touches is ours. And there's some guy that looks like Rush Limbaugh walking around high-fiving children in the back. And you walk in, and there's a bell or a chime, something to let people know that you're in there. And you're exposed now. You don't have that barrier of your car between these people and this type of lifestyle, and you're not even really sure why you're there. I mean, you came there for a reason, and you knew there was something you were looking for that you wanted to get or intended to get, but you don't really know why you ended up coming here for it. But there you are, slum in the slums, smelling the smells, loving the lights, And equal, somehow, Goodwill has that quality to really demonstrate what equality is because everyone that is at Goodwill is and has to be on some kind of equal footing in some way because they're all experiencing all of this together and it's all always that way in all of the Goodwills. Macaulay Culkin's on register, or maybe it's just some other blonde kid that's done too many drugs. And that Rush Limbaugh guy is still, like, high-fiving children being really inappropriate with them. Where are these kids' parents? You're trying to figure out what section a bowling ball would be in, and you think that maybe it should be over with, like, the sports equipment, if that is a section. It's like that area that's between the shoes and the home goods before you get to the electronics and stuff, but not quite where the mattresses are. And on your way there, you see this hat that just makes you stop. You stop. And you stare at this hat. You've never seen anything like this hat. It's a wild hat. But you want it. It's weird, but you want it. You feel a weird connection to this wild, weird hat that you want now. You pick it up, and it feels the way that it looks, and you search for a tag and find that it's only $3, and today is the sale day, so it's an extra $1.50 off. Oh boy, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. You go, you find where the bowling ball would be, and they don't have a bowling ball that you like, even for the purposes that you're getting a bowling ball in the first place, so you just take the hat up to the register, After you look around the store a bit and see all the other weird shit that you would only find at, like, your mom's house after you hadn't lived there in over 20 years, and it's just hanging out in the backyard. You get up to the register, and Macaulay Culkin looks like he's ready for another bumper to sneak out to the parking lot and chief a cigarette real quick before anybody notices he's gone, and Rush Limba's still just inappropriately behaving with the children. Finally, you're getting to pay for this hat. You tried it on briefly in front of the mirror, and you liked what you saw. And so you buy the hat. So now it's official. Now this is your hat. Now this has got to become a part of your identity. It's got to be a way that you can go out in public with this hat and feel the way that you felt when you saw it and when you decided to buy it. So you take a couple practice runs at home. You try the hat on in the mirror, you see how the hat looks, you try and get all the right angles with the hat, and you know it's still kind of off, but that's what you like about it. You like the funk. You got it down, you think it's time that you go take this hat out to see if it's your new thing. One of your friends is having a birthday party that day, and you decide, This is it. This is how I introduce the world to my new hat, and the identity that I have that goes with it. You're excited, a little nervous, but mostly excited. All your good friends, the people that you regularly see, are going to be there. And they are, when you get there. They're all there already and everything. And you walk in, and... The moment you do, as soon as that door opens and enough eyes fall on you, you know that everybody else thinks the hat is fucking ridiculous and stupid and ugly. It was a bad choice to wear it. And you don't want to admit it. And you get more eyes and you get more of that feeling and it's intensifying, and it's growing. You can tell everybody's just like, that's a stupid fucking hat. What a stupid fucking hat. Only a stupid fucking person would wear such a stupid fucking hat. And rather than just take off the hat, even in just the company of these people, you're like, nah, And not just that, you want everybody else to wear this stupid fucking hat. Even the people that you know think the hat is a stupid fucking hat. You want to make them wear the stupid fucking hat. Wait, wait, is he still talking about trans people? Or is this like a thing about masks now? Is this comedy? Art? Poetry? What's happening? A feeling protection firm or magic or other people can't just change the way that you feel about something. You can't just tell people not to feel what they feel. When it comes down to it, I will still open an ear and open my mind and try to forgive. I will still find good parts of people Because that's one of my abilities and part of my assholeness. And that is it. That is 10 episodes. 20 total now for Toonanashu Podcast. Five months, guys. Five months. That's usually the amount of time it takes for me to start hating a job or a person that I'm in a relationship with. I'm still open for some hate mail and to free hate. Free hate, free hate. This 10-episode mark means that I'm going to be taking another week off, maybe two weeks this time. Hopefully, if I can actually enjoy it and do it, I might just be back after a week's worth of content again. As always, I appreciate your attention, your listening, or just hearing, clicking the play button. If you find yourself missing me, now's a good time to catch up or go back, relive the glory days. My favorite episodes are still 2, 4, 7, 10, and 14. I hope you're all well and continue to be well, and, well, that's all I got, so I'll talk to you when I have more new stuff.